Let's get ready to throw down. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are back. We're still on check, Zoom, check. figuring this out. We're all here, including our spirit animal, which is uh, Nanette's cat. Sorry. And uh, pet tiger, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Nanette is the type of queen. Um, yeah, okay. there you go. Where's the dog? Okay, so, well, the dog died today, so gotcha. you're here talking about grit, right? Because it's one of the most important parts of being in a sales role because you have to be persistent, you have to let certain stuff go, and we're going to be talking. For at least today, about if cat not more, cat butt, uh, about how specifically we stay in the mindset so that way we can keep moving things forward and not getting bogged down, you know, with no's or, you know, how you feel about stuff. And so, especially right now with everything that's going on, right, there's a lot of distractions and you got to stay focused because there's always going to be a time element to selling. So let's, I mean, Clint. We we were talking about this before we launched uh, in our in our text, you know, talking about the the topic. And uh, Clint said that I'm gonna let Clint say it. What do you say, Clint? Oh, what? Grit's my middle name. Hell yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I am. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's what I it's what has probably gotten me through everything. Is you know, I always use the term grit and bear, right? But just you know, bite the yeah, bullets coming. You got to just go with it, man. I. I I don't know any other way to say it other than, you know, you let the lungs bog you down and it's so easy to quit. Right. Um, and I, what I, what I think of when I, when I hear grit is like survival shows, right. There's 10 people on that episode and the first five are like, they're looking for any excuse to quit, right. To call in the chopper to save them from the Island. Right. There's, there's five people that want to stay to the end. And then there's those five that get a cut on their finger or they stub their toe. And it's like, dude, get me. Oh, well I finished because I got a cut on my hand. And those people, they, they have zero grit in my, in my book. That's those survivors that are in it to the end. They'll, they'll take on any task, you know, whether they're, they know they're going to fail or not. They just, they get it and they get after it. So how much of your grit comes from like the military background and how much of it just comes from being you and being a D? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously the military background definitely helps in the fact that there is no quit because you don't have that option. You, there, there's it's life or death and obviously you're not going to choose death. So there's no just, I'm going to quit and go do something else there, you know, in a combat situation anyway. So yeah, there's that, and and you definitely develop a mentality to that. But but you know, being you know th that's how I was in life long before the military and whatever sport I played in, I was I was if I was going to do it, I was going to try to excel to the best of my ability at it. I didn't really care what anybody else thought or you know told me I could or couldn't do that. It never never really played a factor. So I just kind of always went same same way in my professional life, you know. You know, hey, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be real good at this. Well, you know, screw you. I'll, I'll figure this out. <laughs> can I, can I ask you a question? How many whippings did you get growing up? Oh God, you know, <laughs> I think there's a direct correlation there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I want to say Dad used the the belt a lot, but man, Mom was mean too. She, man. she liked that belt. 
and and they're all listening so you know <laughs> you, you know thanks mom the, the worst thing my mother could say was we need to wait till your father gets home because man i wanted her punishment those and oh, she yeah. could dish it out but man if my father yeah. came home and my mother wasn't able to handle the situation oh there was hell to pay hell to pay <laughs> yeah yeah i, yeah, I think child you know to that point, I think uh, I think my childhood, at least, is you know at least the way my parents raised me. I think that's where my internal grit comes from. No doubt about that. Well, I you know I grew up with a dad that was an electrician, and you know he said to me once before, "Your mother's job is to worry, mine's to put my work boots on and go to work and make a living and, and feed you guys." And he said, you know, as you get older and you go down the road. He's like, if you need anything, you call me. But if you don't have that in your pocket, you're the greater fool in this whole equation, right? Because you can't call. For and, yeah. and so you learn these little idioms that I think allow you to think ahead, prepare, have your own moxie, but know when to call in the troops to kind of help you out, right? And I don't yeah. know how that relates to grit, but, but in a certain sense, you know, I, I, I almost texted you can't confuse grit with stupidity, right? Because some people just grind it out and their, their endeavors are, you know, no fault of their own. They just can't see past the end of their nose. So they keep repeating the same gritty events. I, I don't see yeah. that as classic grit, right? I see that as no, sort that of is, stupidity. That is, 100%. And, and I notice too, like when I'm around uh, some of them, even my friends, you know, it's like we'll be – you know, let's just say working on a car, working, you know, doing some construction together or something at their house. It's, it's so much easier for some friends to just say, Hey, I'm just, let's pick this up tomorrow. And I'm thinking, I don't want to continue this on anymore. Let's just get this done. Like, Oh, well, I need my eight hours of sleep. Like, dude, I don't care about eight <laughs> hours of sleep. Like, let's just get this done, man. Agreed. You know, and, 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 and some people have that, um, and it's not right or wrong because I appreciate the people that can pick it up another day. I just unfinished tasks for me are just, I mean, they're, they're huge grenades in my head, you know, that go off cause I got to get that task done. And, and I think having that mentality is where a lot of my grits born. It's just get after it and get it done so you can move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, I agree. When does it, when does it become a negative thing? Like, because Arguably, I'm too far on the other way of always trying to think of the, like, oh. the smartest way to do it, right? And sometimes you just have to get in there and yeah. do it enough so that way you figure out like, the way that you need to do it. And I'm, and I'm aware that sometimes I'm slow to start because I'm like, oh, there's a better way, there's a better way, there's a better way. But I'm curious, like, where is the, where is the sweet spot? Like, how, do you, how do you determine when, you're, when it's time to change the, the method? Yeah, there's a, uh, I think there's definitely a gauge of, you know, especially in sales, there's a, there's a financial uh, scale that you play in, right? Where it makes sense to keep chasing, you know, like a certain customer, right? You let, let's just put it like this. You, you know, you have a new customer that wants you to bid 10 projects, but they've never given one. You know, is it, is it smart to have some grit and keep grinding and out hoping that you might get one? Or is it, you know, maybe smarter to look at the facts and say, okay, I'm at a 0% hit ratio with these people. Let's dump it and move on. There are those people though, that will bid 500 jobs to that person. And but I think, 
go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish what you're saying. I, I just think that, you know, it at the same time, like it takes a lot of grit to go through that much work. Like you have to, you have to have a lot of, you know, uh, personal, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like just to, just to grind it out to get there. And even if you don't ever get there, that's grit to me. No, I, I kind of disagree. A, I kind of dis. Yeah, exactly. I disagree. I think that's your, your avoidance of the true grit. The true grit is, Hey Clint, I've bid eight of these jobs and it feels like I'm having, I'm just giving free consulting so you can go out and, 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 you know, use my information to, to, you know, get a better deal or do something down the road. You know, how could we change that? Right. How do we, I still want to try to do a good job for you, but this job, I'm going to kind of sit back and say, what makes me, what would make you think that I would be somebody you would want to do work with? Maybe we should take a pass and call the guy that did your last job. Have you spoken to him yet? That's a gritty statement right there. When yeah. you put it up and in somebody else's face that either disrespecting you, that they're not being fair, they're not being an adult, they're not being stolen, you don't have equal business stature. Yeah, and that's a really good point, Doc. Gritty, the gritty statement is is in my head when you say the word grit, I think of a few people, one of them we spoke earlier, like Clint Eastwood, the John Waynes, you know, those people that just tell it how it is, the silent people that act instead of, you know, talk about acting all the time. And, mm -hmm. and it's cool because that, that same scenario can come in any personality form, especially like I in agree. Our the disc, right. Is, yeah. you know, the D can, the D is going to be a little more upfront and in your face about it. The I is going to play it off as kind of a joke, but get its point across. The C is going to be in facts and figures and the S is going to tell you everything that you don't want to hear, but you're going to love her at the end of it or love him at the end of it. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it can, grit can come in all shapes and sizes there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nan. Yeah. Hi, man. I think, I think um, to me, grit is a mindset. Like you, it's how you think, how you're going to pursue something and your purpose. Like for me, it's always, it has always been, I've always been gritty because I always have a purpose and, you know, I want to get somewhere with something. And I remember when I first started in sales, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I have got to survive. Like it was a survival at first. I mean, literally, you know, I was like, ah, man, I've got to, I've got to feed the kids here. And now it's more of an ego thing where I, I noticed that the other day, Instead of looking at the, and I've done this, I've said this before, I think I've always done this. I'm more, it's more interesting to me and more of my pursuit is more of my numbers, not my, the dollar sign. I want to, if I'm not being, if someone doesn't perceive me as successful being, if I don't think I'm successful, then that just makes it probably even grittier. I'm just like, God, I have got to, you know, my mindset has to and there's so many examples of that. I, the first time I really saw that was my middle son in football. He probably didn't have the talent as much as he had the heart. And not, to me, that's what grit is, is when, you know, it's not necessarily how smart you are, how smart you are, how the, the tenacity, just like you are going to make it happen. When Clint was talking about getting stuff done, you know, I mean, I'm constantly, how do I do this better? You know? And I, I think that, I think it is a mindset. I, I 
that's to me what grit is just your attitude about that was such a that was such a d statement right i mean it sounded very 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 much like exactly the same thing that clint was saying better spoken <laughs> but you know uh but but don't but make sol- fun of the old country boy but but solidly in that same idea of like don't tell me i'm not going to do this because i'm just going to prove you wrong right and- but nan, nan brought up a good point it, you know when she brought up heart as in you know you you know where your where your emotions drive you right either you know, are you emotionally ready for success? Are you emotionally ready to drive yourself towards success yeah. at all costs? I mean, are you willing to, you know, really put your heart and soul into this project and like into Clint's, you know, credit and see that endeavor through, right? Don't take that day off until you have a win. Don't, don't put it on the shelf until you've succeeded. And yeah, I think if you, you know, burn all your bridges. If you, you know, if there's no retreat, Hey, you're there in it, in it to win it. Right. Yeah. That heart, heart and grit could be interchanged in in my book. You know, that guy's got a lot of grit. That guy's got a lot of heart. I think they're very, Mm -hmm. so that's a good point, man. They're pretty interchangeable there. Do you think them, Uh, do you think of them as being different qualities then? What? Say Grit and heart. Say that again. Yeah. Well, like, 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 do you think there's a difference? And if so, what do you think it is? Well, like when Al was talking about emotions, I think emotions are dangerous. I think if you, you know, I think a lot of times people can, if you let your emotions run you, you, you easily could fail, easily could fail because you can just talk yourself out of stuff and you can say, Oh, you know, if you're, if your brain isn't telling you get going get out of the blooming car and go into that office or whatever. Today when I was walking, I had to share this because it literally happened an hour ago. I'm walking and I'm thinking about, you know, and all of a sudden I look up in the sky and I hear this, you know, this bird, this little bird is chasing this big hawk. And this hawk is like, dang it. And I, and I went, there's grit. You know, you don't, you know, you're, you're not looking at something going, this is really scary. You're like, I get away or whatever he needed that to, to control. And I think, I think that's a big, that's why I said the mindset thing, because be in control of your emotions. Do not let them run away. Like if you, if you're scared, if you have fears, whatever, you cannot, and man, Al, I, I, I think I learned a lot of that from Al because, and I, I think we have, we all have it. You just can not be fearful. I'm sorry. I'm moving so much with my cats getting ready to jump on the computer, but you, you know, you cannot let that, um, whole emotion thing rule you or you will be screwed. You know, I just really believe that. So I'm yeah, curious. I would say courage, courage has a lot to do with grit, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's a big drive. I think your grit is driven by courage that you, that you have to have. A lot of people just, you know, because you have to want to do something to have grit in it, right? Like you have to have the want and the courage to do it. And to your point, man, like yeah. hopping out of a car to go to your first cold, you know, like your meeting or you know the gate, like those those days aren't easy for anybody. I mean, obviously we all have uh, some better, you know, internal powers that get us through it a little easier, but I don't think that's truly easy for anybody. And it takes a lot of courage, a lot of guts and um, grit, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the fact is, is 
you got to get out of the car or something done. And if you don't do it, you don't have any of those qualities. Yeah. Did I tell you all this story? I can't remember. Stop me because I really don't want to repeat this if I've already said this. But I was watching this preacher and he was talking about um, learning how to hold his breath. They were teaching him how to hold his breath for longer than um, a minute. And so he goes underwater. The instructor says, go under and I will tap you when your minute is up. And he said, you know, he's looking at his watch and he's 30 seconds in. He's like, dang it, I'm not going to make it, but I'm going to, you know, and he was just determined to do this minute. Mm -hmm. Got up and then the instructor said, okay, um, go down again. You will be able to keep, hold your breath for two minutes now. And he was like, what? I almost died. I literally almost died. And he goes, you can do it. Just do it. Go under and do it. And this time he didn't let him have his watch. He did it for two minutes, but he thought it was all his thought. It, if he wouldn't have been looking at the, you know, it's the whole watching the pot thing. Mm-hmm. Your, you, your brain can talk you out of all kinds of things, you know? So a lot of times, I, I don't mean to keep, I don't want to overuse the word mindset, but it is, it is totally what you think about something if, if you're going to succeed or not. So for so, so John, I would guess you face this the most um, with the with the overcoming the odds of something, right? It doesn't work in your favor, and to just have that grit to power through, kind of a gut feel. I would say you're probably challenged with this the most out of the four of us in our personality. Yeah, is that true? So it depends upon the situation. You know, uh, when I was thinking about grit today, I was thinking about the other side of grit, and my opinion of it is is sunk cost. Right. And, you know, sunk cost is this idea that you put effort or time into something. So then you're more committed to making it work. Right. And there's this poker analogy that I talk about all the time that, you know, I could be sitting at a table, right. Right. With my, with my entry level stack. And if I lose 20 bucks, I don't feel right about getting up from that table to go to another table that might be way juicier and way easier and a better lineup and everything else like this until I get my 20 bucks back. Right. Because, and, and mentally, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because I could be over here making hundreds of dollars, but I'm stuck right here trying to do this thing to get this 20 bucks back. So that way I feel good about moving over. So it's weird because I feel like there, there, there are areas where I'm not very gritty because I'm, I'm looking for the improvement. And so maybe my grit shows up as just like finding this constant improvement. You know, we were talking before we started about some of the weird experiments that I put myself through, right? You know, for this, for, for this constant idea of <laughs> trying to improve. And so right now, like I'm trying to do a hundred days of handstands, right? A hundred days in a row, handstands, because, you know, I, you know, it's good for strength. Uh, it's good for flexibility. It's good for a lot of things. And I'm not really going to a gym right now. So, you know, let's just do something to get out of my head and into my body. And so, you know, I go out in the backyard you know, or, or I go to a friend's house here in my neighborhood and we do handstands for like 15 minutes. And, you know, it's nice and it's helpful, but like I showed you guys the video and, and you know, Clint told me, man, the stuff you do is just ridiculous. Like you just put yourself through these things because it's like, it's like I, I have to constantly push myself to improve. So like I've got a lot of grit around, like I want to be my best version of myself, but I don't have that same attachment to this method or this way has got to be the right way. But sometimes that, that's not right because it does show up in kind of weird in weird situations that don't always serve me because that, that sunk cost bias is, is definitely a thing, right? And we see that in sales of 
you're too attached, right? So you start hoping. And then what happens is you, you get ran over, right? You get put into these loops of, you know, stalls and objections and maybe next week and just keep following up and we'll get there eventually. And you have spent so much time that you now feel entitled to the business, right? And then whenever it does really fall apart because you didn't do a good job of managing expectations and getting everybody involved, you're just pissed because once, once you're through that loop, right? And you get the real closure, you can always look back and that, and you know, that hindsight is always 2020 deal. Man, why did I spend so much time in this? Like I could have been doing any other number of things. So it shows up for me in very weird spots, but I do have a history of starting things and then being like, yeah, this wasn't what I thought. Uh, th this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I'll, I'll, I'll make a change. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of a I wandering mean, answer. C, yeah. You're, now your C flared so hard during that. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day and they were, and they were asking me about the show because they, 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 they'd seen me sharing it and everything. And so they're like, so what's the story with this? And I was like, well, you know, so I give them the, the, the overview and the guy was like, okay. So he goes and listens to it and he goes, I don't get it. And I was like, okay, that, that, that's fine. You know, I, I feel like once you listen to the show for a while and you kind of have a grasp on where you are and who you, and which team you line up with, it becomes really apparent how realistic this actually is to the real world. You know, because Nanette is love and Clint is get the hell out of my way. And I'm like, let's look at the data. Right. And then Al is like, Hey, like let's have a party and everybody's invited and I'm going to tell stories. Right. So every episode is like a pretty real version of like how this stuff can show up in your world. Right. When you, when you look at it through that lens. And so once I explained that he went and listened to another one, he was like, Oh yeah, now I get it. You know? So I, I like the fact that I see up, a lot here because I don't really feel in my normal role like day to day that I can really hang out in my sinus, right? I, like I get pushed to that eye corner because I got to be out there so often and promoting myself and networking and all these things. So this is my like opportunity to, like, Hey, let's look at graphs and like, let's, let's put together a budget guys. Like let's, let's do math, you know, and all, and all these things that I find value in, but don't really get a chance to do as much as I would like in my actual role. Yeah. So what should um, people do, in humble opinion, if they don't have grit? Like, how do you bring out your grittiness if you don't have it? Clint? So, you know, Mike tells me that everybody has grit in something. Um, and it's probably something that you're confident in and you're interested in. And you'll find that you probably have the grit or the courage or whatever to make it through just about any obstacle in that task. Um, if you don't have it in the task that you're, you're in, I think that you're probably in the wrong walk of life. I, I mean, obviously there's levels. Some people are just born with a, you know, if it was a level one to 10, some, I think some people are born with a level three grit to, you know, in any situation. And some people are born with a, a 10 and, but at the same time, like, I, I think when you're confident in, in anything, like if you're going to tear apart a, you know, a Harley Davidson down to the nuts and bolts and put it back together and you're unconfident, you're going to get down to the third screw and quit because, you know, you just like, what, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. And the guy that has all the confidence in the world to do that, he'll, he'll spend all night, all day getting it done because he just knows exactly what to do. So I think there's a level of that that plays with it, right? 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so I, I don't know that there's any way to just develop uh, a bunch of egg grit other than you have to look at consequences of what you do. If you don't, I think that's a motivator. Perseverance. So, so grit is um, ignited by your passion. So if you're in sales and you don't have grit, find what will ignite your, your grit. Like I said, mine was I had to survive. And now it is my ego. You know, what, what is it that makes you? Yeah. Um, Doc, Doc would say bank account, right? Yeah. I, ha I don't have anything in my bank account, so I got to have some grit to get through this, you know, these situations I don't want to deal with. But I have to well, because I need to put money in there. Here, you know, you, you hit on something, but, you know, I'm practically a communist. So, you know, I believe in community oh and I believe gosh. in humanity. And I that may shock a few people, but I have, a, I have about nope. 22 employees and I have a payday every Friday. There's a certain portion of them that get paid this week, a certain portion that get paid next week. And so I literally think it's my responsibility to be able to meet payroll every week. And as I add to the empire, if you will, my commitment is doing whatever it takes to make that money so that I can make payroll. And as crazy as that seems, I've never missed payroll in 25 years. And I continue to try to give more within reason and, and, and then request more on the backside. Right. And so, so from a, you know, and if, if I feel like I'm getting ripped off by an employee, we have to have that conversation. If I, you know, if I, if I, if I'm stressed about the cash flow, then I got to get busy and find more cash. And I don't, I don't attach any power to it. It's just the process of running a business that requires that you, you know, you make that work along with paying rents and paying, you know, everything that everybody else has out there. Right. I mean, look around your house. If you're on a business, it is the same damn thing. Water, electricity, you know, so. Yeah. You know, for me, when I think about, you know, grit and, and how to, how to generate it. Right. I think it's like a two prong effect, right. For, for me, there's, there's a great book by Simon Sinek and, and it's talking about start with why, right. Because there, there's a lot of things that I do just for the experiment of it. I've, you know, I've done like random experiments, like ever, I mean, I mean, for like the past 10 years. Right. But when the why is not strong enough, it falls, it falls apart. Right. The, the minute stress enters the, you know, the idea, <clears throat> you know, but to Al's point, I mean, his why is he doesn't want to miss payroll, right? He doesn't want to miss, you know, taking care of the people that are, you know, on his team and, and working with him, you know, and uh, that, that why can be anything like, like it doesn't have to be any certain thing. It just has to be impactful for you because otherwise you're going to lose the motivation, right? Because Clint's why is that he's just not going to fail, right? So Clint has got like, why like out the wazoo, like, like it just comes part and parcel with Clint, like he's just going to kill and crush anything he's going to do. And I think that, I think, I think that some people struggle with that because they're not as task or goal oriented. And then the other thing that I think that people struggle with is we're notorious for not setting really clear expectations about what our goals are. Right. And we've talked about smart goals on the show and making them wow. measurable and time bound and adjust uh, accurate and you know, all these things. And 
you know, if, if the goal is just, okay, cool, I'm going to lose weight, right? But you don't really set how much or by when or any of these things, then it just becomes the same that you have to do for forever, right? And it's really hard to be one thing for forever, right? Says the guy who's had, yeah. you know, way more jobs than anybody else on this show combined. So well, I don't know about and, that. And goals. And goals. Yeah, and goals, right? I mean, because, you know, I'm smart enough to, to realize that I don't have everything all figured out. Right. And and sometimes my big old brain, right. Gets in the way of like, like actually taking action sometimes. So I try to, I try to be very cognizant about my why and the, and the, and the reason why I'm doing these things. So that way it's really easy in that moment of like, you know, today sucks, you know, uh, of like, okay, but I can keep going because of this reason. So for me, like that's the most tactile way to make sure that I'm really bought into something. Right? Like, hey, is this going to fall apart at the first moment of stress? No. Okay, why? Because it's tied to this thing that I, that's really important to me. Okay, cool. So then let's make sure that we're framing this in a way that I can actually win and know when I'm winning. Right? Because like you might be, you might be doing everything right and seeing small improvements, but you know, you're impatient. You don't have a time goal. You're just, you're just looking at the results and not the inputs and all these things. And then it's just really easy to fail, right? Because, because you just quit. What are your... What are your thoughts on that, Al? You know, if, if I'm not good at something, you know, I, I'm not going to do it, you know. And, and, I, and I don't – if I suck at it, I, I got to go hire somebody to do it or just build a different game plan. I mean, I stay away from things that I'm not very good at. So it makes me look pretty awesome because every sitting here is pretty easy, right? Drinking a beer is damn easy, right? But occasionally I dip my toe in some difficult projects and hopefully I've got a team that supports that difficult project. And then I can begin to put people who are more qualified than myself in some hard hitting roles and then give them the motivation to go ahead and the, the pep talks and the can do. So I'm, yeah, and I, I guess it's Go ahead. I was going to say, is that like a learned thing of just like experience of being a business owner in the various formats that you've done it? So that way, cause like, I, I think a lot of people who are, you know, entrepreneurs and, and owners struggle with the idea of that team of, you know, like that cart horse, you know, scenario. Do I, do, do I build the team before I've got the revenue? Do I build the revenue before I have the team? And can I support that revenue without a team? You know, I'm curious, how did you build that skill set of being able to delegate? Well, first of all, I think it's kind of hard to run a barbershop if you're not a barber, right? So you have to know all of the parts and pieces that go into your project. So there's, yeah. a, you know, you've got to have a little bit of everything but you don't have to be spectacular at it, but you got to be capable of. What do you think about that, yeah, Clint? Agreed. Oh yeah. No, I, doc, you said something. If you, if you're not good at it, you probably just won't do it. And uh, there's, there's some reality there, right. That, that a lot of people think they're great at everything. I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, right. Until you get proven wrong. And sometimes the path that you're down has been so long that now you got to grind it out because you can't start <laughs> over. Right. So there is some, uh, some hard truth that everybody has to come into to say, all right, this is, you know, this is my avenue in life. Uh, this is what I'm good at. And I think, you know, to your point, like with the barbershop, right. Is that I don't have to be a great barber to own a barbershop. I need to be a great businessman to own a barbershop, right. And hire barbers. There's, there's a completely different 
Mine's but, there. But, but one of the nuances is if the barbers don't show up, you don't have a business and you're not qualified exactly. to do it, right? So and, and that's where, where the businessman comes in, right? Well, but, but, but I, I will tell you that you have to have some acumen and some capabilities because it's not all about just showing up and being a manager, right? You got to roll your sleeves up. You got to have, have gone down the path sure. so that you can then see when these people are going rogue or getting off the reservation or you got a bad apple that you got to pull. You got to be able to you know, recognize and read the tea leaves as you go down the road in any industry to make sure that you're not just running with scissors or about to fall off a cliff and you don't know it. Yeah. No, I get that. You know, in my world every day, it's I'm, I'm one because I'm a younger guy in the, you know, in the world that I live in and you get challenged every day. Well, how much time have you done with this? Everybody always wants, you know, some sort of, you know, validation that you know how to do this. And, you know, I, it would be tough in my world not to have done some of it, not be maybe the best at it, but to have not been a pipe fitter and, touch things with my own hands in the field stuff in to have that experience so that down the road when I'm selling it, I know something about it to be honest with you in sales. It's, it would have to be really tough to be a 100% salesperson in my business and have never done that. You know, in my mind that it would be for me to get over. So what do you, what are you laughing at? John? John? John's laughing or something. I'm laughing yeah, because, yeah, laughing uh, because you guys both sound so incredibly C to me, like, like, like right now, this idea of like, you got to have some acumen, right. And you, and you, and you need to have some experience because, <laughs> well, that, and I'll tell you why, because that, that plays to our ego a little bit, right. For me and doc, that, that plays to credibility, not so much the facts, it's credibility. But I, I go back to sometimes time and rank, right. Um, you know, being in an industry, you've learned to shorten the learning curve. You've figured the shortcuts mm -hmm. that work to your advantage. So if you got to go do another job, Clint, or throw another CRM at somebody, you've kind of vetted enough of these things. And I know Nan knows the quick way into an office, right? She's got her little bag of tricks. What I was thinking is, and it sounds kind of bad, but fake it till you make it. Like, come on, like know <laughs> about. Says every woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best line in that's the whole, weird, whole evening. I right thought every man fakes it. Sorry, gra sorry, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> grandma, wow, Nan, so jump through that screen listening. and kick his ass. So, Nan, I, she's, she's listening. Nan, I'm, I'm curious. You know, how do you feel about this thing? Like, like, how do you do you? Th how much? How much experience do you need to have grit in the moment? For you, I go back to what I said initially. You just, all I need is to have heart to want to make it happen. And I always do. I, you know, I, I can't say I always succeed, but I do always want to. And when I succeed, it's because I don't give up. And, you know, basically that's great. You know, you're just like, nope. What do, what do I have to do to make this happen and make it happen? So I put out <clears throat> I put out an offer last week on in, in in the circles that I run in you know on on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, and I put out this offer because what I've been offering is hey let's hop on a call I'll listen to you pitch your thing and I'll give you some feedback and then 
you know, I don't really get a lot of, a lot of uh, action on those kinds of offers. So I decided, you know what, fuck it, let's go the other way. And so I, I made this post and, and Al's nodding his head because I think he saw it. And I said, uh, I'm just going to put myself it. out there and I think I can sell your stuff better than you can. So let's get on a call. I'm going to ask you 10 questions. And then I'm going to show you how I would sell your stuff to qualify for fit, qualify for buy-in, qualify around the, the known sticking points. And it, it's been gangbusters, right? So like this week, I've had lots of these calls. I, I probably had seven of these calls. And uh, like I had three today. And it's always crazy, right? Because these people show up <clears throat> and everyone's been nice so far. You know, like, like no one's been too much like, oh yeah, let's go. But this, this guy yesterday was like, yeah, man, I don't think I can do that. I said, okay, cool. We should, you know, leave it as a no then. You know, and he was like, yeah, okay. And the guy was doing a very good job of being very present in the role play and, and adjusting the role play to, to make it as actionable and realistic as possible. So we got to a no. I said, okay, cool. Now that we're done, can I put on the consultant hat for a second? Because you're not going to hire me anyway. So I might as well just give you some free advice. And he goes, yeah. I said, you're looking at this the wrong way. He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, and I kind of went into like why he was looking at it the wrong way. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So like, what does this actually do? And then he stops and he was like, no way. I was like, what? And he was like, no way. And I was like, I, are, are we still in the role play? He's like, no, we're out of the role play. Like, how did that happen? You know? And it's just, I'm just going with you, right? I'm going with you. I'm, I'm allowing you to feel like you're in control right? Because you are, right? Because I can't make you say yes. So as soon as we, as soon as you give me the no, I don't have anything else to lose. I might as well like Babe Ruth it and just point at that fence. And that's essentially what I did. And, uh, and he was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, you know, do you, how do you, how, how do you know when to use it? And we got to have this really interesting conversation because it's just like for a long time, you know, we, we know all these techniques because of all the coaching we've done. And I, and I had this realization last week that I've been hiding behind these techniques because when, uh, the technique fails. I don't fail. It's the, it's, it's a failure in the technique. Right. And so I've been using these like techniques as kind of like armor and a shield and stuff, because, you know, as a C, I need to be technically correct. And last week I had this realization of like, I need to be treating this more like Kung Fu, like, like this just comes out of me in the moment and I need to be not so fixated on the techniques and my conversations have significantly changed since last week and and when when realizing that i was hiding behind these techniques so uh it's been pretty interesting because to y'all's point right because i was thinking that i was going to say this and y'all were going to be like oh yeah no but you know i put in all the adjacent work right already so it's not like i'm showing up with nothing right i'm showing up with like a skill set and a process that i practiced and honed to where like i can own it and uh it's been interesting because it's also been challenging because I have to come up with, you know, good questions about these industries and areas that I have no, no exposure in. Yeah. I think more people need that kind of, you know, it, it, you know, as, as to, and we've all been there cause we've all, we know each other's past. We've done that role play. Right. And I know I can, I can kind of guess around the board, you know, how and why he has their opinion about role play. Um, you know, and I guess I say this to our audience because repetition and the grit and the grind of actually using that time to role play, which isn't always the most comfortable thing, 
and to make your mistakes, to, to get past those. And, and there's usually a handful of them that just really hamstring you in a sales call. And yeah. if you'll go through and role play that, you know, like you're describing with somebody who's quality to get you beyond those. And I, I, you know, if you're not doing that, man, you're leaving money on the table. And, you know, and I know Clint, Clint thinks this is bullshit. Yeah, Man's afraid it. of it. I kind of like it, but I don't sink my teeth good enough. Oh, I, and you live by it, right? I so, love it yeah, now. Mean, you know, like when I worked at Chase and, you know, AT&T and some of these other companies, they did it the worst way possible, right? It's like a, it's like a half day block of instruction and everybody's there and there's 35 people and the people from different branches and locations that you never made before. And they make you stand up in front of the whole group and role play. And it's, terrifying right because there there's no real clear understanding about like why these things are important but now on the other side of this when i when i look at it from the, like the martial art lens of like cool if i just keep doing this punch it's going to get better and better and better and better and it might only be like half a percent with like each rep but i'm okay with earning half a percent on on a repetition because eventually i'm going to be solid you know and so that's what's kind of like shifted my my approach to role play for me that that's kind of like the the whole floyd mayweather thing right you know he was at a fight and and they're sitting in the back room and someone's like hey you're not going to warm up you're not going to like practice or anything else and, he, and he's like if i didn't bring it with me by now it's not you know i'm not i'm not finding it today so the you know i think because i do the same thing now i try very hard not to over prep for my calls because what happens is i start making a bunch of assumptions right and then what happens is i'm as i'm in this call and i'm sometimes not even conscious of it that I'm leading them towards this thing that like I want to focus the conversation on as opposed to opening that up and being like, Hey, what do you want to talk about this? Why that? Well, because of this and this yeah, and how this. Do you, how, do you, how do you role play when your first question is, what do you talk about? You know what I mean? How do you role play that? Cause you don't know the answer. And, and so I think there's, I think there's things that you practice and I think that there's, there's certain the nuances that you go ahead of the flow and the tonality, you know, what you're going to do if, you know, they say they have some of those pre um, preloaded in your mind, but you can't, can't, you can't sit there and structure it all out because man, it's just like uh, it's just like combat. The first thing to go awry is the plan that you made to go into combat. Yeah. It's the very first thing to sh go to shit. Right, but mm -hmm. I, I do think, it, getting back to the grit, you you do need to have a purpose. Like what? Maybe you, your role play isn't verbatim what you're going to say, what you think they're going to say, but it's more of this is what I would like to accomplish. And I think you probably do that, Glenn. I think all of us. I don't go into a sales call without thinking I would like to at least know this before I leave. You know, yeah. and hopefully have an agenda in my head of what I want to leave with as opposed to just going in, you know, not having any kind of ideas of what to accomplish in that meeting. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, look, I've had, I've had, I've had very long car rides where we're going to meet customers and, you know, it might be one of my bosses at the time and, you know, they'll say, Hey, let's talk about what we're going to go over. Right. And, and, and I play along for a little while until it's like, Hey, I, I kind of block you out and I just kind of go on auto uh, answer because this is not how this conversation is going to go. And if you're psyching yourself up so much in your head, 
that this is how it's going to be. What happens when it doesn't go like that? You're just screwed, right? And especially if you're the personality on here that's not on my and Doc's side of the spectrum that can wing it, right? We, we have that gift naturally that can just kind of bullshit our way through it. Doc more than me. But, you know, what happens if you're the C or the S and you just get stuck? Like, that's, that's not good. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't mean to shit on role play. I just, uh, you got to do it right. And man, for Absolutely. right, for, for your industry, there is, there is a right and wrong way. And you have to figure that out. Yeah. I agree completely. I know. Well, hey guys, and, and I think, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to keep right. talking about grit next week. We're going to do oh, yeah, you a, did, a little bit more. It's going to be a two episode. Sure. Yeah. So next week we're going to be talking about, you so know, no more for you out there. You got away. That's right. You got to wait for next week. So we're going to be back next week, continuing to talk about grit. Uh, if you have any specific areas where you would like us to talk about grit, around nose, around pipeline, around winning, communications with the team, any, anything like that, please send us a tweet at sales throwdown on Twitter. Um, if you would like to take the assessment, email disc at sales throwdown.com. We will be back next week. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, share this with somebody else. And we're going to be sending out a survey uh, to get feedback from anybody who has an opinion about what we should be doing with this show because we're not we're not here if it's not for you guys so um, be on the lookout for that if you're not signed up please sign up for the mailing list at salesthrowdown.com and we will see everybody next week thanks a lot yep see you guys be good